0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Vice President Mike Pence calls on Congress to pass a disaster relief bill now. The Vice President, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, Senators Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley, visited a flooded southwest Iowa farm this morning. Speaking to reporters, Pence says the recent flooding will cost Iowa $1.6 billion. It's incredibly moving for me to be here, to see the, the magnitude of flooding that still exists, to see the devastation from the air a month on, and know that we're still waiting on Congress. Still waiting on Congress to approve the funding that Iowa deserves. Republicans and Democrats remain at odds over how much money to provide Puerto Rico in the disaster bill. Grassley tells Iowa flood victims not to worry. The federal government has been an insurer of last resort for decades.
1: And whether it's uh, the 1960 floods or the 2019 floods... Uh, we're going to meet our obligation of uh, being an insurer of last resort to help people that need the help and, and qualify under laws that have been on the books for a long period of time.
0: Senator Joni Ernst says she had a great conversation with President Trump yesterday.
1: About the disaster supplemental package. Richard Shelby, the chairman of, of Propes, was there as well. And just re-emphasizing to the president that we need to get this done to work on a compromise package with the Democrats and let's, let's get the deal done, let's get the assistance where it needs to go.
0: Ernst will hold an Environment and Public Works Committee hearing next week in Iowa to discuss the flooding with local leaders and the Army Corps of Engineers. The Environmental Protection Agency is reopening a comment period on a proposal to allow oil companies that receive small refinery exemptions to be identified. EPA is looking for input on a November 2016 Renewables Enhancement and Growth Support Proposal. The agency proposal would allow the names of refineries who have applied for and received small refinery exemptions to not be claimed as confidential business information. Biofuels groups have long complained the agency has not been transparent enough. Currently, EPA does not disclose which oil companies receive exemptions. The 15-day comment period will start once the notice is published in the Federal Register. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy
1: proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any
0: agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. The number of organic farms increases nearly 40 percent compared to the last Census of Agriculture taken in 2012. Total organic product sales increased 27 percent with a 39 percent increase in the number of farms certified as organic and a 15 percent increase in acres transitioning into organic production. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Veronica Nye says that's significant growth for the organic sector.
1: 2012 to 2017, the every five-year census is one of the only ways that we have to systematically track some of the smaller crops of some of the burgeoning industries in agriculture. For example, this year, uh, further beyond organic, USDA asked about the total number of farms and and square footage of farms that were uh, growing vegetables and fresh herbs under greenhouse. We know that's a trend in tomatoes and herbs and cucumbers, uh, but until you have that data, all we can vaguely say is, Yes, it's a trend.
0: She says in the 2017 census, USDA also continued to ask about land use and conservation practices.
1: And from that, we know that the percentage of acres not tilled using no-till practices up 8 percent. Crop land with conservation tillage, not necessarily no-till. Was up 28%. And the number of acres planted under cover crop increased by 50% compared to the last census.
0: Nye adds census numbers carry a lot of weight in discussions when legislators are making critical policy decisions. Idaho Republican Senator Mike Crapo and Senate Agriculture Committee Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow of Michigan reintroduced a bipartisan bill to address the veterinarian shortage in rural areas of the country. The bill would help meet the growing demand for veterinarians nationwide by eliminating taxes on programs encouraging veterinarians to practice in underserved areas. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully.